Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of All Queued Up, the review podcast tied to streaming services like Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, HBO Max, I guess just Max now. Yeah. Um, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Maya Don Fisher. How's your week been? Pretty good. Pretty good, actually. Um, <clears throat> you know, just been playing lots of MLB The Show 23. Uh, absolutely murdered a pitcher, uh, <laughs> which I showed you the clip of and posted it to Twitter. It's pretty fucking funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, it's been raining a lot here until the past few days. So Tuesday is the first. Well, Monday it didn't rain, I don't think. Tuesday, which was yesterday, was the first nice day we've had in about a week. And the pool opened up yesterday, so I'm planning on going swimming this weekend. And my friend who is getting married, who I shall not name because it's not my news to share, uh, she's already found a dress, and we're going bridesmaids dress shopping this weekend for me. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. Um Let's see. What else? Not much else. It's been pretty low-key, enjoyable, uneventful. You know, school's out, finally. Oh, summer. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Madison, her last day that she went was this past Friday. Technically, today was the last day of school. They actually had them go yesterday. They were out Monday for Memorial Day and then went yesterday and today. And I, was like, I looked at Madison, and I was like, you're exempt from all your exams because your grades are so good, right? She's like, yeah. I was like, you're not going the last two fucking days. That's pointless. <laughs> so <clears throat> her last day was Friday. We didn't even call the school to tell them that she wasn't going to be there. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. You know, who cares at this point? I mean, she made, she maintains straight A's in every one of her classes all year long. So yeah, I'm happy for her, proud of her. We actually filled out things for scholarships um last week and turn those in so she's going to be a junior she just turned 16 this month earlier this month she's going to be a junior in high school i'm like what the fucking fuck dude my nephew's like nathan's graduating this month or next month i guess technically well i'll get this month anyway um yeah, like it's it's fucking wild to to think the people that you watch as you know that you've known since a baby are gonna be like adults. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean that's my week's been pretty pretty nice and low key and low maintenance. Uh that's good. Yeah, how about you? How's your week been? Uh it's been a lot. Um, I, uh, I, I off and on been playing MLB The Show. It's it's pretty fucking fun to create your character. My guy looks like he looks fucking stupid because <laughs> um, I tried to do the face scan thing, and he just looks straight up like um, he looks like Hamilton Porter from The Sandlot. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Rennes character. That- I sent that clip to Andy, and there's this like little league baseball clip of like a chunky kid coming up. Yeah, and he just goes, "My name's Big Al, and I hit dingers." Yep. <laughs> so I've been saying that with my character for like 
for a hot minute now. It's so fucking funny. But um, I've been enjoying it. Like it's it's like I've been playing it on like baby easy mode because it's it's casual for me and I'm I'm enjoying it from that perspective. But mm-hmm. um, you know, if I'm not if I wasn't doing that, I I was you know I'm I'm doing the dialysis stuff with my dad. I'm 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 finishing. This is gonna be my last week at uh, sort of my last week. That's a whole thing I'm not getting into. But um, there's just a lot a lot going on for me right now. But uh, oh, can he make it? Can he make it to second? He cannot. That was a, a poor decision on my part. Um, sorry, I'm playing it right now. By the way. But yeah, I don't know. It's just it's not been much. We uh today was our um uh was our graduation from dialysis. We're gonna uh tomorrow's our first session at home. Uh however, we'll have our fucking the I think I told you about uh Susan, right? She's annoying. Yes. Yeah, she'll be here all day tomorrow. Like from early of start to end. Mm. Should we sitting in my fucking living room for like four hours? Mm. I don't. I don't know how she's gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, your mom's not gonna go out of her way to be make her feel comfortable. I'm sure. Well, there's also the like aspect of um, I don't know, if, like, cause cause my dad's, you know, it's it's it needs to be uh, sterile, right? So I don't know if I want the dogs down there during tr- treatment. Gotcha. So I might just I might just kick them into my mom's room and close her door. Um, but uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But um, I'm excited about tomorrow. Oh yeah. Uh, into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse. Sorry. Oh, that comes out tomorrow? Yep, I'm seeing it at 3 p.m. Oh, nice. That's why your Thursday was packed. I'm going, yes. to, get, I'm um, going, I'm going to get my nails done tomorrow. So. As I say, my, uh, what's happening, yeah, that's that's all that's happening. Well, I'm, I'm going to do dialysis with Dad, then go see the movie, then go grocery shopping, and then, uh, then I'll be done for the day. And then Friday, um, I'll be doing... Uh, an errand. I have to go get my dad's fucking pills, and then uh, doing laundry, and then working for four hours, and then and then Friday night. Yeah, because when I come home Friday night, we'll do we'll do another dialysis session. See, that's the thing I don't people I don't think people know is that I have to do this five days a week. Yeah. The process takes at least five and a half hours. And I say at least because it could take longer, but at minimum, it takes about an hour to set everything up. Yeah. Like we don't push the button to start going until 10 o'clock and we start setting up at nine. So it takes me a minute. And there's not like a, oh, set it up for the next day. So it takes less time. No, because once things are like out, they're out. You have to use them. And, um, it's not the world's biggest problem. Like we can, you know, we, we, we got stuff handled, but it's just a lot. It's a lot to, to do. And, um, because it takes about, like I said, five and a half at minimum, 
Because like I said, it takes about, so it takes, the whole process is three and a half hours, and that's when he's on the machine. Mm-hmm. It takes about an hour to get to the point of pressing the go button. So it's so that's, a, that's four and a half. And then it takes me about a half an hour to clean up. So I, I don't want to do that and work at the same time. That's oh, no, no. Straight up. So, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, it's rewarding, I guess. <laughs> like it's, it's fine. It's nothing bad about it, but it's, it's a lot of work. And the other day, um, yesterday to be specific, I'm sitting there and, and we get to the point where my dad puts the needles in his arms. Now, the way that they do it, if you don't know at home, if you're new to this, there's a device in my dad's arm called the fistula, and it connects to two different veins, one going into his body and one flowing out. Um, when there's nothing in the fistula, it's just circulating his blood like normal. But when there's needles in there, there's one that has to come out and one that goes in. Um, so when he does that, he puts the he, he they normally just find the access in a in a clinic with just regular needles. Um which hurts over time. Like it constantly hurts him over time. However, uh, what they've done for him is basically created um, uh, piercings from the top of his arm into the fistula. Hmm. And when you use a fish, when you use a piercing enough, it doesn't hurt anymore. Ah, okay. So he'll, he'll put the first one into the, into the, the, the bottom one, which is the um, arterial, um, which is out. We'll put that in and we have to prime a line. What we do for that is the line is about, I want to say a foot and a half long. And um, there's a like, everything's vacuum sealed to an extent. So the second that you open up access, the, the whatever liquid is inside will go through. So whether it's saline, dialysate, whatever, it'll just go through real quick. Um, so yeah, it goes through his arm. And then he'll we'll, we'll we'll shut it off real quick when he gets to the top. Like we'll just we'll close the little screw top. Uh, yesterday he does that because he's usually the one that does it to begin with. And the fucking screw top just like spun off of there like a fucking top or whatever. Because all of a sudden I'm sitting there, I'm looking at I'm looking out the window, and I just get splashed with blood. Ew. Yeah, I got all over my arm, my pants. Ugh. He was like, uh, and then he puts his finger on top to try to stop it. Which is making it squirt out more. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, there's a fucking clip. Like all the tubes have these little clamps on them to stop yeah. any kind of. So I I fucking grab it and clamp it real quick, and then I spent fucking 20 minutes cleaning blood everywhere. I was like, God damn it, Dad. I didn't mean to. I'm so sorry. So I did it today. No mess. But um, I'm just glad that blood's the only thing that comes out of the human body that doesn't bother me. Like yeah. sweat, tears, puke, vomit, piss, shit, all grosses me the fuck out. All of it does it. Ew, pus. Ugh. Ugh. Like so I, I can't watch, watch pimple popper. Pimple popper. Yeah, yeah, can't, can't do it. So, oh, well, it's gross. It's fucking disgusting. Um, but blood doesn't bother me at all. And I'm like, how, how is that like? If I was a fucking religious man, I think that that was all intentional and planned, like, like the fucking whole reason for the movie and signs. Um, 
but anyway, so it's been a lot of that. It's been a lot of prep that like we got the the shipment of, of equipment we had. It was more than I than I sent that picture of to you. We got about oh, another yeah. ten to fifteen boxes in the house of other of other things. Like this is a job, straight the fuck up. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's uh, you know it is what it is. And then on top of that, you know, I'm planning this move to Texas, and there's a lot of that involved. So, but luckily, and I'll say this: now that we're home doing it, I'm gonna get to um catch up on some shows. Not only that, like we won't be using much gas because, like, like I said, this weekend's my last day, uh, last weekend at the job, uh, mm-hmm. sort of. So. Uh, the guy that, that bought the place, like he wasn't expecting me to leave that early. And he had a plan to go to Vegas for father's day um, uh, for the 16th and 17th. So he's like, can you come in on those days? I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever. Um, It'll be a slow weekend. Cause it's father's day. This weekend's going to be fucking busy as hell though. So there's that. Well, first of the month's always busy. Yep. Um, So once I'm done with the job and we're, and we're doing home dialysis. It's honestly going to be a lot of like when dialysis is done, packing. Yeah. So, and the the, the positive thing I, I will say this about all these boxes that we got, we have a bunch of boxes to pack shit, and so <laughs> we are good on that front. Yeah. But yeah, I don't. It's just been it's been a lot of that. So, well, why don't we get go ahead and review because. When we're done recording here, I'm going to go watch the series finale of Ted Lasso, which... Okay. I'm going to cry. I was letting you know now. I'm <laughs> going to cry. But, um... So, yeah, we're going to... Uh, let's look. Well, speaking of series finales, um, we're going to talk about the series finale of uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Yes, we are. Um, it's It's done. It's finished. And despite our reservations and worries, I think we got a wonderful, heartwarming finale. Yep. Uh, It was called Four Minutes. And it opens up in 1965 in San Francisco. And we see after countless arrests and banned from being banned from most clubs we see a drug addicted Lenny Bruce on stage unable to basically perform he's not even doing his act he's talking about court cases um the crowd's hating it um Susie's there she sees the show she's trying to intervene she offers help he declines her help uh he asks about Midge Susie says she's not here However, Midge was outside. She wanted to avoid seeing him in the condition that he was in. So it was like his finality, you know, because later on, I think it was 65 that Lenny died. I'm not sure. It was 64, 65. I remember looking it up too. Um, After that, it reverts back to 1961. It was actually August 3rd of 66. So, oh, uh, yeah. Samson, that looks way off. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, in 61, we see, we see Susie asleep on a park bench and the police are trying to arrest her and she's fighting them off when they're jabbing her with a nightstick. And that was funny. Uh, she gets arrested uh, after she becomes combative. Midge goes down and bells her out. Uh, Gordon Ford calls Midge into his office, resentful that he was coerced, tells her that she's going to be on the show. She's excited. Susie's excited. They're calling and telling everybody, hey, I'm going to be on the show tonight. Be there. She gets people tickets. She gets Joel tickets. She gets her parents tickets. Uh, you know, Joel's parents have already had tickets, you know, because they're such good laughers. They're great for the audience. So they hook them up with tickets all the time. Uh, we, uh, Gordon's pissed uh about her being on the show that she called in a favor so he basically last minute turns her show into a brief human interest spot with his lady rider uh yeah midge is obviously very upset and she was dead set on performing her act so you know she gets a she gets a laugh in over gordon Gordon calls for commercial. His producer's like, hey, wait, we're not supposed to go to commercial yet. There's four minutes left in this segment. And, you know, there, four minutes. She's got four minutes to do something. And she hijacks the segment and starts doing a, a sensational stand-up performance. At first, Gordon is seething, and then he starts laughing. And then at the end of the segment, he is so impressed with laughter, he offers Midge a seat on the guest couch, promising the viewers that the marvelous Mrs. Maisel will return to the Gordon Ford show. Then he leans over and tells her she's fired, <laughs> which I thought was yeah. hilarious. Predictable, but hilarious. Uh, then we see a flashback to six months prior. Lenny is telling Midge that she's going to be famous if she claims the spotlight. Yeah. Then we see a flash forward to 2005, uh, where we see Midge in her 70s, uh, maintaining a very busy career and living alone in a palatial Manhattan apartment. And we see her and Joel's wedding photo is prominently displayed on her desk. Um, and then she goes and makes a phone call, and it's Susie, and she's retired in California. And they simultaneously watch Jeopardy videotapes while they joke and reminisce. And that's how the show ends. It fades out to them just laughing their asses off. And, you know, that's I thought it. it was, that was it. It was great. She's like, did you get the bird I sent you? Oh, the red one? Yeah, she's great. I called her a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It's perfectly Susie, too. I think one of the things about this season that a lot of people don't really put into context is that, and, and I've, I've kind of said this about a few things, but the show is a, it's a comedy, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talked about how it could end and we kept talking about potential deaths of characters and stuff. And I think my problem with that it didn't feel right. Like tragedy didn't feel right for the end of this comedy. Yeah. And um, I'm glad that we got zero death in the finale. Just, yeah. Um, I mean, it's implied that, you know, well, it's, if it's obviously uh, been stated in other flash forwards that her parents were passed away, you know, in the eighties, 
But it was implied in that finale that Joel was the love of her life and he had passed on. Yeah. You know. Um, but. Yeah, man. It was good. It was, it was really good. good. Yeah. I like the symmetry also of. She gains her her stardom, the start to her stardom, the same way that she started it, like the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she even says that. She's like, I started my career by getting up on stage when, I w- when nobody told me I could get up on stage or something along those lines. Yeah. You know, she's like, I'm not a rule follower. <laughs> It was it was it was beautiful. It it had the exact right amount of funny with seriousness. Um, you know, one of the big themes of this season, and maybe other seasons as well, you know, to an extent, is the the kind of trauma and um Lack of acceptance that can come from being a, a or uh, uh, being a kid of a parent that has expectations. Um, I think something that that really stuck to me with this season was last episode with Abe's like confession, essentially, with how shitty of a father he had been. Yeah, and um. Uh, that theme is so important to me. It's 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 something that I've talked about for a really long time, especially with my parents or the friends, where they go like, "I don't think I'm being a good parent. I think that what I've done is is bad. It it's hurt my kids, or I judge them too harshly, or or other things in that nature." And I and I have to tell them every time, like, what you're doing as a parent is fine. You never know what you've done or what you could have said to your kid that caused something to stick out in their mind. And the, the biggest issue that you're going to come across as a parent is when they get to be adults and there's that weird thing about them or their, their entire like personality has to do with um, this like weird trait, but it turns out that it was you. For better or for worse, it turns out that it was you as the parent that kind of caused that. Had it not been for Abe, and um, I guess I don't know to what extent, but I can't remember Midge's mom's name. Rose. Rose. If it not had been for Abe and Rose, would Midge have pursued this life that she has now? Would she have gone to the extent that she wants to. Yes, I know that they were alluding to the fact that Midge was the genius, not her brother. Um, but uh, well, they're both geniuses. I, He's just a mathematical genius and she was a comedic genius. Yeah, sure. I mean, you could say that, but I think it's also, it's, it's less of that and more to the extent that um, Because here's the thing. Ethan's not dumb. He's happy. Yeah. That joke, that joke was hilarious, but 
it wasn't that Ethan was stupid. It's just that Ethan was his own person. And when, yeah. when, we, when we meet adult Ethan in the show, it's not like he's making poor decisions. He's doing right in the world. He's doing what he thinks is right. And it's fine. And but, he's happy. And he's happy. Does he resent his mom a little bit? Sure. But that's also the point of that whole thing. Like, do I have resentment towards my parents? Yeah, absolutely. They made poor decision after poor decision to the point where they don't have money. They made poor decision after poor decision to the point that their bodies are killing themselves. Did they still keep me fed and a roof over my head and, and had me go to school and make sure that I was safe and taught me valuable lessons for the rest of my life? Yes. So I vow to take care of them. And we see Midge do that. We see... We see that in spades throughout the entire season. That's my point. Is that, yeah, we're watching a show of a woman go from what she considered bottom of the barrel in terms of living your life to the top of the world. But, you know, I think the important thing about this show is to really showcase how imperfect everybody is. There is something hilarious that happens in this finale. And it kind of goes into the theme of what I'm talking about here. Joel's dad almost <laughs> dies of a fucking heart attack. And in, in his mind, four. he says, what's that? In season four, yes. Okay. In his mind, he goes, I have to work harder. I have to do more, right? Falls in the fucking shower because he's old. His wife then falls on him. They're stuck in the shower for hours, presumably. And that was the moment he decided to retire. Not the heart attack. Not the thing that literally almost killed him. Slipping in the shower is what makes him decide. Again, as funny as that is, it's also into that perspective of not everyone is perfect. I know this show shows flaws left to right of every single character. And that's, you know, again, a thing of the show. But um, I think that's what makes this show so charming is that you get to that point where you see Abe and his neurotic nature through the whole show and his like sense of perfection to then realize that his sense of perfection might have been damaging to his daughter. And I, and I would have loved, I would really have loved to see that scene with Midge. Yeah. But I think it's also important that we don't. Because we already know that she did. We have that knowledge. And we have that knowledge in context to uh, Ethan and Esther and how they've lived their lives in resentment towards their mom. Was Midge in the context of this world and um, universe that this exists in because she's not a real person, but there's real persons, real people in the show. Uh, was she like a trailblazer? I mean, she's basically, she's based off of fucking Joan River. Not Joan River. Yeah, Joan yeah. Rivers. 
Yeah, Joan Rivers. Joan like, Rivers and she's and and Toadie Fields too. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah, there's a bunch of comedians that she's based off of, but I know the writers said that it was primarily Joan Rivers. Um, but I think back to Joan Rivers. I think back to the comedians of that time that really like pushed boundaries and did what other women in comedy weren't doing, and uh, that's what she represents. So was Midget uh, Ground, uh, you know, a trailblazer for that stuff? Yeah, absolutely. She probably ushered in a whole wave of that. I mean, I mean, if we if we can relate it to a real world, she did. And um, that's not that's not nothing. You know, that's that's something important to the world. That's something important to society. But you know, there's that old phrase of you can't make an omelet cracking a few eggs. Unfortunately, those few eggs were Ethan and Esther. Mm-hmm. But again, and I and I cannot I cannot stress this enough. To what degree were those eggs cracked? Because Ethan is in fucking Israel helping people. He's a good person. He's a kind person. You know, did did how much of the damage that you know Joel and and, and Midge did to Ethan really affect him to go all the way across the country and help people in a in a dangerous area? You know, Esther's in fucking college and she's like an unbelievable genius. I don't remember that scene to detail, but I know that she like solved something or created something. One of the two, because I know that the person she was talking to was just like, Jesus Christ, you just casually did this. It was your therapist. Was it a therapist? I thought he mm-hmm. wasn't the therapist, but she was talking to him like one. Like he, he was, he is a therapist, but not her therapist was, I thought that scene was, but I could, again, I, I don't remember it that well. I just think that there's a lot of themes and messages that are very important in at least the last two ep- or last two seasons. Oh but, yeah, you know, generational trauma is a thing. It absolutely is. I'm and full of it. The same here. I mean, hundred percent. I think that's the other thing that I, I find really interesting about the show is that they don't say it out loud. They say none of it out loud. The only time that they really, really said it out loud was with Abe's monologue. It was really the only time they've ever like said to our face, hey, parental and generational trauma is a fucking thing. But it was done in such a beautiful, expert way that... I think that's what's so interesting to me is that both this show and Ted Lasso are ending on the same week. Because... Both shows do that same thing, where it's comedy, it's funny, and you you have all these characters you fucking love and you want to see more of, but like you know how deeply flawed they are, and you kind of forgive their flaws. I don't know. Show's fucking perfect to a degree. I mean, it's perfect in its imperfection. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know what 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 like what are your thoughts on that? Well, like, am I thinking too hard about it? <laughs> I mean, no, you're not. I just haven't thought that heavily into it to be honest. Gotcha. You know, I just 
I think it's uh, it's touching to see, you know, Abe's realization in the penultimate episode. Uh, it was touching to see Rose finally accept her and accept her career uh, as she's seeing it happen, you know, sober and not in secret for the first time. She's actually there in a supportive capacity and is excited and touched and honored, you know, that so many people went out of their way to try to get her to be available for the show. You know, seeing those things, you know, how, yeah, how, uh, <clears throat> her support group the entire time was family. Yeah. Yeah. It really was. And I see Susie as family, by the way. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That conversation that her and Susie had after she bailed Susie out of jail and they're having the, the pie or the cake. Yeah. When she's like, okay, so you and Hetty? And she's like, yeah. She's like, was that the first time you were ever in love? And Susie's like, who said anything about love? But yes, and also the last time. <laughs> you know, and it's just like, so here's somebody that's gone probably 20 years being alone. You know, because yeah. let's say Susie's in her 40s, because Midge, it's established in the fifth season, is 30. Uh, Whoa, really? Yeah, she is 30 in 1961. Damn. That means in that final scene, she's like... In her 70s. Yeah. Because I think Midge is like in her late 60s or 70s. She, if she was 30 in 1961, then in 2001, she would be 70. So, so if it's 2005, she would have been 74 in that final scene. Is are we talking about Susie or Midge? Because I know Midge. that Midge has got Midge has got Midge. To be younger than Susie. Oh, yeah, Susie's got a, I, yeah, I'm talking about Midge, but I'm saying Susie's probably a good 10 years older than Midge, so Susie was probably in her 80s. She might even be 15 years older. Yeah, I know they never really explicitly say ages throughout the show so well they did midges oh yeah i said ages yeah but hardly anybody else you know ethan they did because of his birthday party his fake birthday i think i think susie will actually outlive midge just out of pure fucking unadulterated spite <laughs> i could see that happening but yeah, this was a this was honestly a perfect ending. I don't think it could have been better. I can't imagine a better way to end it than it did. I'm um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, genuinely, if you haven't watched the show, you should really get on it. Like it's, it's beautiful in how it tells its story. It's fucking hilarious. Like, I have a hard time with like neurotic Jews. I just don't find it as funny as others do. Um, I think it has to be done right. Like Seinfeld is the first thing that comes to my mind in regards to that. And Seinfeld irritates the shit out of me. But like this show does it right where like they are. What about are... Curb Your Enthusiasm? 
I mean, I think that works because it's not all the time. Yeah. It's not like every fucking episode I got to deal with that shit. But when it comes to fucking, like, when it comes to, like, the scene of the, the fucking Ferris wheel, it's got to be by far the best one out of that. The Ferris but, wheel uh, was pretty funny. Yeah, Ferris wheel, fucking dynamite scene. I, um, the fucking wedding was hilarious this season. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else, like other scenes that have happened. And like any anytime you just get all these characters in my room. Joel's parents, Midge's parents, Joel and Midge. Like it's always fucking funny. And I don't know what it is about um what can I think of the guy that played Abe? Why well, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Tony Shaloub. Tony Shaloub. It was in there. It was it was I was I found it. Um Anything that Tony Shalhoub is in, fucking stellar. Like, anything he's in, I should say. Like, he fucking kills it every time. I remember his humble beginnings as Antonio Scarpacci on Wings. I never watched Wings. I was a big fan. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was a good show. I just... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to, you know, I think I'll give the final episode an A, but the whole series an A+. Yeah, I think I agree with that assessment. I think the final episode and final season gets an A, but the series itself, because of the how well it was done, how well it was handled from beginning to end, uh, A+. Plus. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's stellar. Like, it's also uh, like, and I hate to do it, you know, in this regard, but it's also a very much woman empowering story. You know, uh, fucking Midge's story from front to back is about empowerment. It's about her empowerment. Yeah. It's um, yeah, I fucking, I love it. I love it so much. I don't feel sad that it's gone. I think that's kind of what I was talking about last week. I don't feel sad that the show is over. I, I See, leading up to it, I was getting sad because I didn't want it to end. But after seeing the ending, I'm content. I'm, I'm happy with it. It's like, you know, they told the story they needed to tell. They didn't overstay their welcome. Yeah. They didn't lose their way. It was beautiful. Uh It's really funny, too, because uh, it's not the only show this week that ended. Succession also had its final episode, but I'm so far behind on that that I I don't have an opinion. But it's just it's weird that like three fucking very popular, well-loved shows are are actually this week. Actually, four because that show Barry also ended this week. Oh yeah, that's right. Good God, I need to watch that show too. There's so many fucking shows I need to I need to watch. Good God, I was looking at a list the other day of like all these great shows I've never seen. I'm like, <laughs> Better Call. So I still haven't watched enough Better Call Saul. What'd you say? 
I said better call Saul being the main one that I've harked on you about for mm -hmm. a long time. I'll have plenty of time. I'll have plenty of time here in the next few months. So, mm -hmm. but um, uh, yeah, guys, I think that's gonna do it for us. I think we're gonna we're gonna call it there. Um, I uh, I want to go make dinner. I'm fucking hungry. I haven't eaten. I haven't eaten since like eight o'clock this morning. Oh Jesus. Yeah. So. Well, it's now nine o'clock. Um, six o'clock here for me. So. Yep. Yep. All right, guys. So next week, um, we're, we don't got anything. <laughs> got nothing. We were looking at a list, and we're, so we're just gonna shoot the shit. I might have like a game, or something interesting that we can do. I don't know yet. We'll see. I still got a you know a week ahead of me of shit to do. So. If I find something, we'll do it. If not, eh, we'll just talk. To, we'll just shoot the shit about whatever we want. And who knows what kind of topics you know we'll bring up? It's been a I while might, since we've gone uninhibited. You know exactly. I I, I might do a, a brief review of, in, of Across the Spider Verse. Spoiler alert! I'm sure I'll love it. Um, because honestly, like I've watched Into the Spider Verse at least five five separate times in its entirety now, and it's in my top five greatest movies of all time. Wow. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The movie is fucking perfect in my eyes for a, a myriad of fucking reasons, but, um, just fucking story animation. Everything's fucking, Oh God damn it. So good. Um, but yeah, so, uh, so, and if you, if you're listening to this and you have anything you want us to bring up, uh, tweeted at us as a matter of fact <laughs> next thing on the list everything down below everything you can follow us on is down below our twitter instagram facebook whatever um and uh you know we, we do see it like it, it notifications pop up on my phone and laptop so yeah send us a send us a little notification letting us know if there's something you want us to talk about and we'll get to that um but also go give those a, go give those a follow you'll get notifications when our new episodes go up other than that it's us going, if we add anything, we'll fucking tell you. And then we never do. Um, so, you know, you know how that is. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 uh, yeah. Um, uh, Teespring merch. That's also down below. So if you want to buy something, support the podcast directly. That's that's how you do it. And if you want us to, uh, to know about it, send us a little picture or something that you got it. We'll give you a big old, big old thank you. Um. But that's it for my notes, Mike. And where, where, where can folks find you? Well, Porky Pig, uh, people can find me. <laughs> that's all, folks. People can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Dawn Fisher. It's a public profile. It's also linked to my Twitter and Instagram accounts. So it's your one-stop shop for following everything that I'm up to. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me under Chub Rock Geek on all socials. That is Chub Rock Geek. Three words all mashed together. Uh, that's it, though. And um, I haven't been really doing a whole lot with it because I've been so fucking busy. Like, like I'm exhausted. I that's my my friend was like, "Why have you watched more Succession?" And I'm like, "Dude, when I'm at the end of the day, I don't want to think." And that show is a thinky show. 
Like you got to yeah. pay attention to characters and stuff's going on. Like it's just it's a lot to fucking focus on. So I don't want to do it when I'm done with all the shit I got to do. But uh, um, but yeah. Uh, normally I try to upload clips of games that I'm playing or whatever. So you know that that's I'll try to, but whatever. Um, but yeah, guys, that's it. Again, uninhibited next week. That's it. It's all we got right now. We're just gonna we're just gonna shoot the shit. It's gonna be nice, nice kind of casual week for both of us. You know, I'm finishing up a few things, and uh, and then I'll be well. I won't be done doing anything because then I'll be packing for that trip. So you know how it is. You know how it is. Um, but yeah. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate you being here. Um, always remember, don't ever forget this. Fuck the GOP. Fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can. And we'll see you next week. Anyway, take care, everybody. <laughs>